Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad, and it is Monday. And although I have my game night tonight, it is 7.54 on a Monday morning, and I'm on my way to a diversity training at my school on a Monday morning. Diversity training on a Monday at 8 o'clock. No. No. No, I've got nothing against diversity. No, that's fine. Diversity's great. On a Monday morning at 8 o'clock, a training, it's not great. So here we go into diversity training. And I'm trying to just think about the games that I might play tonight in order to get me through this morning because this coffee's certainly not doing it. <laughs> In any case, I will be playing games tonight, and I have that to look forward to. So what are those games that I'm looking forward to? Well, I can tell you, number one, we're going to get Charterstone to the table again. This uh, legacy game by Stonemeyer Games, or I guess it is, I guess it's a legacy. Um, we have played two times now, and the game group that I played it with has absolutely loved it. I was not sure because uh, the cartoony artwork is light and bubbly, and I just wasn't sure if the theme would just uh, speak to them, but this village building type of thing, but it did. And uh, we've had a ton of fun with this game, and it plays so quick. Each campaign is like 45 minutes long when you have people who know what they're doing. I mean, it's a simple worker placement game. It really is, uh, with big decisions. And what's cool about it is because it's a legacy game, you're going to be adding more complexities to the game as it goes on and more choices. And um, I made it sound probably less simple than it is. It's actually very, very uh, intricate with some of the things that come into the game later uh, that we've already seen. And I don't even know what's to come. So uh, we've had a lot of fun with it. We're probably going to get it to the table once tonight. They may want to run it back depending on how quick our game goes, but I've been thinking a lot about a game. It's my favorite cooperative game. You've heard me talk about it before called Defenders of the Realm. Defenders of the Realm, I think, is totally underrated. Uh, It's an Eagle Griffin game, and I think a lot of their games in particular are underrated, and there's reasons for that. I think I think there's many reasons for that. I won't talk about them right now. I think there's some things that Eagle Griffin could do a little bit better to make sure that their games aren't underrated. Um, but this game is fantastic. Uh, Defenders of the Realm comes with, I think, like eight characters to begin with that you can uh, use as your hero. And your heroes are trying to defend Monarch City. And Monarch City is being invaded by four different generals. Now, these generals can change based upon expansions you have. Their minions that they bring out can change based upon expansions you have. There's also Agents of the Dark Lord, which are just added uh, minions. Um, not added minions, but added generals. So you already have your four generals. You can add these Agents of the Dark Lord. And there's even more to, to fight. There's so many ways to lose. A general marches on Monarch City, you lose. Uh, four of a, four minions, or five minions inside Monarch City, you lose. Um, 
all of the tainted crystals or dark crystals come out, there's 12 of them, you lose. Uh, you run out of minions that you can't put a color on the board anymore of a certain minion, you lose. One way to win, kill all four generals. And it is a tough game. It's pretty brutal. But your heroes all have special abilities, more than just one a special, more than just one special ability. And there's special cards that come out through the game that you can play. And it's it's really cool. It's got a night phase, just like many um, many cooperative games that have something that's coming out against you. You'll have a night phase where you seed the board with more bad stuff. And that's where you draw from a deck of cards and see where the generals are going to move and how many minions they're going to put on the board. And But in the day phase, you're taking movement actions, attack actions to knock down these minions in different locations. And to set up, you can set up portals so that you can jump from a, uh, or they're called gates, magic gates. You can jump from a magic gate to another magic gate. You can do that on your turn. You can go to the end and get more cards so that you have more to do with. Uh, it's, it's an incredible game and there is no quarterbacking in this game. I just, nobody ever really takes the lead on it because there's so many choices that nobody can really come up with the like right decision. It is, it is a solid game that everybody has to collaborate on. Everybody's got to be cooperative on and I absolutely love it. I've lost this game probably a dozen times. I've won the game probably five or six times, so I still have a lot of fun with it. I like that it's hard to win, and uh, every time we win, it is it is cheer-worthy. We actually, we literally cheer when we win this game. So hopefully Charterstone and Defenders of the Realm get to the table tonight. What's hitting your table? We want to hear from you. That's it for now. Check you later. Hey, everyone. Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. Wanted to talk to you about the poll. This is the poll regarding the cage fight between Agricola and Caverna. Put a poll up on Facebook, and overwhelmingly, people voted for Caverna. 71% to 29%, myself included. And uh, I really... I'm, I was torn in this, like I said the other day. I really love the occupation cards. I love how... You get those, and it kind of drives the way you do things, but not necessarily, and you can go in that direction. You can go against them. They're just fun. It's the same idea as special powers to me. I love things that give me special powers, special abilities, and that's what those occupation cards for Agricola do. But overall, I just feel like uh, Caverna is a stronger game. It's a better game. So I would play either of them right this second very happily, but at the end of the day... I feel like Caverna is a better game, and the people who voted on our Facebook poll felt the same way overwhelmingly. So stay tuned. Later this week, we'll have another cage fight and uh, some more clips for today. Have a great one, everyone. Bye. Hey, Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. So tonight is Monday, and... uh, I'm hoping to play tomorrow at my game night. Uh, nothing, because I, I, I'm not going to be going to game night. My son has a band concert, and they always put them on Tuesdays for some reason. It's like they aren't even consulting me before making the schedule. What in the world? So, I will not be having a game night tomorrow. <laughs> Which is really sad, because I just got Brass Birmingham and Brass Lancashire. Yes, I bit the bullet. 
I bought the deluxe versions. They're beautiful, and I can't wait to play them again. I played Birmingham a couple weeks ago, and it was fantastic. And I keep thinking about that game. And right now, it's kind of my front runner for game of the year. It is so good. So many different paths to victories. Every game's going to be different. Different strategies. Different ways to score. Different uh, strategies to try out. And maybe fail spectacularly at. But maybe not. So good. And I'm anxious to play Lancashire again too. I, pl- I played a number of years ago. I thought it was terrific. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering if it will really, really pale in comparison to Birmingham now. Because... That one just felt so much more expansive. But either way, they're great games. And, uh, yeah, I just bit the bullet and did it. They're, they're so good. They're so beautiful. And I want to play them right now. But I won't have a game night this week. <laughs> what are you guys playing this week? What's What's been on your table? What is uh, bubbled up to the top when it comes to great games that you've been playing? Or games you've been backing on Kickstarter? Or anything? Join the conversation. Let's talk about board games because they're fun. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Hey, everyone. Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. Coming to you with a little bit of news coming ahead of Essen, which is in just a few weeks, I think. Uh, this game just popped out and drew my attention right away. It sounds so cool. It is by Alexander Fister. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's designed games such as Broom Service and Mombasa and Great Western Trail, which are, especially Great Western Trail and Mombasa, are kind of these heavy Euros with a lot going on, like a lot, a lot going on. <laughs> Sometimes I think too much going on, but very highly acclaimed. And so he doesn't have a lot of games out there, but the ones he has are really just excellent games. And so this new one is called Blackout Hong Kong, and it's a competitive game for one to four players. And the idea is that uh, some kind of catastrophe has hit Hong Kong, and you are trying to uh, manage the resources available to you to keep the city from descending into chaos. And you're trying to do it better than your competitors. This it, the the theme completely original. I love that idea. And I mean, we just don't see things like that. So that's, I've, I've seen things like trading in the Mediterranean. I've seen things like, uh, the industrial revolution. I've seen fantasy. I've seen science fiction, but this is kind of on the border of, you know, happening right now. It could happen right now and it doesn't take place in America. So all these things are awesome ideas. I can't wait for this game. We don't have much. I, there's a board up on Board Game Geek that you can kind of see, and there's this big circular thing on the board on the right-hand side, and I don't know what it is. It kind of looks like it might be a Ron Bell, which would be great because I love the, uh, that mechanism in games. But just the idea of this sounds so cool. So check it out, Blackout Hong Kong. It's going to drop at Essen, and I, I'm not sure who's publishing it here in the States. I should find that out. I should have found that out before I did this. But anyway... I'm sure someone will pick this up because his games are great. And uh, maybe Stronghold Games because they've done the last cup. They did both Mombasa, I believe, and definitely Great Western Trail. So we'll see. But sounds like a cool game. And there's some news out of Essen for you. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. 
don't forget to head over to TheologyOfGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.